Welcome to It's Your Community with Vanessa Denha, a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to It's Your Community. I'm Vanessa Denhagarmo here. Detroit Area Pre-College Engineering Program is a 44-year nonprofit that exposes and prepares area pre-K through 12th grade students of color for STEM futures. Executive Director Michelle Reeves is joining us to share that story. Michelle, how are you? I am wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you having uh, given me the opportunity to be here today. Oh, my pleasure. And I'm looking forward to hearing all about uh, the program. So tell us about, tell our listeners here about your mission and how this came to be. So DAPSUP, as you stated, DAPSUP, um, full name, Detroit Area Pre-College Engineering Program. But of course, we go by DAPSUP because that's very long. Uh, we, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we've been, actually, we'll be celebrating 45 years in September, uh, academically preparing students for careers in education in STEM. I like to say we were doing STEM before STEM became STEM. Uh, we uh, were we were developed out of the need for uh, to increase the number of underrepresented engineers in the field. And so with that, we knew our founder knew that they needed to, if we wanted to see more engineers in uh, those careers, we had to start at an earlier stage. So we started just working with high school students in summer camps um, around introducing them to engineering concepts. And it has now expanded from 246 students back in 1976 to typically around 11,000 students per year that we serve. Um, so we prepare students and expose them to all things are related to STEM in regards to education. And we also partner with different, with various universities around the state of Michigan and outside of the state so that students can also not only have the education um, in engineering or in the STEM field, but they can make that transition into post-secondary education so that by the time that they finish going through a DAPSUP program over the years, because we start from pre-K through 12th grade, they could have sat in at least 11 different university chairs. And so making that transition into decisions after high school become a lot easier when you're more familiar with that environment. Mm. So how has it evolved over the 44 years, Michelle? So when we initially started, uh, we only had a summer camp. We did summer camps with the universities. And again, we started with 246 high school students. Currently, we serve about 11,000 students per year, and we serve them in various capacities. Our, uh, we staff summer camps where we, we still do summer camps because we know those residential programs and those interactions are still very important. We also do Saturday program where students um, go to class six to eight weeks on a Saturday in the fall and, the, and spring, um, taking various classes um, based on their interest. Mm -hmm. We have pre-K, like I said, we now go all the way down from pre-K all the way to 12th grade. We have an in-school training program where we uh, partner with DPSCD to train their teachers on research methodology with the goal of their students participating in the science fair, science and engineering fair of Metro Detroit. 
We also go into the school systems. We can go in for 45 minutes to three hours and take over a classroom. We call it pop-up STEM because we know we weren't able to see every student on a Saturday, but we knew there were some students that, so we developed a way that we could still have some impact on students that couldn't could not necessarily participate in our Saturday classes. So mm-hmm. then we go into, um, so we can go into the classroom. Then we do large engagements. So um, we'll invite, so for instance, in October, we'll have it, it's called the Women of Color at STEM Conference. We partner with their pre-college program. We'll invite 1,200 middle high school students to a certain area. This year we'll be, um, virtual, but typically in past times, it would be in person, where again, we are reaching students who may not necessarily come to our Saturday program or through our summer camp, but we know we want those exposure, um, exposure for all students as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we could, we have ask the experts, ask, ask the experts and career talks because we have so many alumni. We have over 68,000 alumni that have come through GAPSEP doors, and we know that so many of them are in the STEM fields um, and really can tie back to DAPSEP there, how it was impacted and changed their trajectory in their career. So one of the ways that they give back, they come and talk to students about their journey. Um, so students can see where a person who came from, who looks like them, who came from an area that they came from, have then made it into uh, whatever the STEM professional career uh, okay. is and you know what it could possibly mean for that student so we have we reach students in every way possible so it's, we have definitely expanded outside of just that summer camp the US we go to we have so many community outreach programs where we're at churches or at a back to school fair or just any event where we can reach uh, families to talk about the importance of understanding um, STEM, STEM education and the, and the increased need for STEM careers. So how has it, Michelle, um, how has it made progress for equitable representation in the STEM area? So we are, like I said, we have 78,000 or 68, over 68,000 alum. Wow. Of that 68,000, uh, with, with the last survey that we conducted, 68% of the respondents talked about were in a STEM field. Mm. They were in STEM careers across the country. And of those, like I said, about 78% of them spoke to DAPSUP, the programming, and the impact on their life. And so when we, many of our alum, many of our corporate partners, many of the university partners, when we go in, we begin working with them. We see so many of our DAPs up along that have come through those doors, especially any, when you see engineers, many of the engineers of color, uh, that's in any of the big three, or truly across any of the organizations that, especially in Michigan, mm-hmm. so many of them are DAPs up along. So you can clearly see the impact just based on the number of alumni alumni that we have in those fields. Yeah, that's incredible. And was it, Michelle, was it primarily uh, the fact that a lot of the students of color in these these school districts were not getting exposed to STEM in any other way, and that was the need for this program? I don't know if they weren't necessarily getting exposed to STEM, but it was getting 
seeing seeing it in a different light. So we yeah. had students, so for instance, when we we talked to many of our alum, they talked about where well, they were good in math, they were good in science, but didn't see the connection to what that next step would be. So when they had someone to come in and when we, especially because so many of our teachers or our, uh, our STEM professionals that come back and can speak to how to help them make that transition, that yes, you're good in math, yes, you're good in science, and this is how you can use it. This is how you can apply it. This is what that job may look like. And, and seeing it in, um, not just in theory, and they could talk mm -hmm. about the true application. We had just recently, I had a student who, again, said they were good in math, good in science, knew they wanted to be an engineer, but didn't really, you know, families have said that he should be an engineer, but really he didn't really know what that meant. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. had a class with one of our uh, partners at Altair, it's called Altair Engineering, it's an engineering firm, and it happened to be an alumni that was his mentor there. When he finished the class, he said, now I know. Now I not now he's not just, you know, he's not just thinking, he knows for himself what type of job he wants, what does he want to do with engineering, what discipline he was interested in. So it gave him a better sense of what he was able, you know, what 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 career he could pursue. Got it. Got it. So, so I think it allows yeah. them to make more informed decisions about their career paths. I think we have many students. Or, you know, they may go into some, you know, they may have a consideration, but not not have a full breadth of what's all all available to them um, mm -hmm. when they're making decisions about their future. So, Michelle, how did uh, COVID and the pandemic affect uh, the program, the momentum, and how are you moving past that now? Well, um, last year was it was it was a hard hit just in general, I know, as with everyone. Uh, DAPSEP has been an in-person, hands-on um, organization. That was what we prided ourselves on. That's just how we made that transition with the students and changed their, uh, and we knew that that was so impactful for them. So when we went to virtual, we had to truly reinvent how we conducted our classes, how we, how would our curriculum look like, how we were going to still engage with the students. Um, we had seemed like maybe 30 days to figure this out um, because when it shut down, we were right at the end of our spring programs. And so we were going into the summer. So what we had to do is really look at how we did things when we first started, you know, it was some bumps and bruises because when we first started, we went to virtual space and we thought we could just do things online um, without having so much of the hands-on because it was trying to figure out how to get materials to students. But we quickly realized that was still very key. Students needed that hands-on even more at that time because the virtual online experience was so new for so many of our students. So we began packing, mailing, reorganizing. Um, it looked as a, appeared as a mini Amazon office and uh, <laughs> facility in my office as we were trying to figure out how to ship materials to so many students and get materials in the hands of the students. And so we did that. Uh, we learned a lot and we have been virtual ever since. Um, we still will have a virtual program even this uh, semester with everything that still is going on. We, there was initial bump in how and in, in students understanding of virtual 
instant online experience. And then it also took a minute for us to, for all the students to have access to the technology. Um, DAPSEP had wanted to go, we had considered going virtual, you know, doing more online classes prior to it was required, but we knew that there was a digital divide in many of the students that we served, and we did not want to have any additional barriers. But as a result of the pandemic, we, you know, everyone had to make that shift. One of the good things that came out of it is that schools, students were all provided technology. Um, so that was no longer a barrier for any student. And so we were able to ensure that students could get online and had access to internet. Um, and once mm -hmm. we got the materials and everyone became more comfortable, the numbers began to increase um, um, close to back to where we were initially. That's great. We're talking with Executive Director Michelle Reeves from the Detroit Area Pre-College Engineering Program, DAPSEP. Michelle, what advice do you have for parents listening who want to steer their kids in the direction of STEM? It's about exposure. Um, I think expose them as early as possible. That's why we start at pre-K. We don't want students to be, a lot of times, as students begin to matriculate, they, they become intimidated by the terminology. They're not, you know, they hear so much about math is hard, but I think if you expose them early, you know, and we, like I said, we start at pre-K, get them comfortable with the language, get them comfortable with seeing um, the, the experiments, uh, the words, mm -hmm. the activities. I think that <clears throat> students, as they, they're no longer intimidated and they get excited about it. And we know not every student is going to go into STEM. All every student that we serve is going to go into STEM. But we, all of these classes, even with students, when they um, look back on them, it provides them the necessary skill sets because we focus on critical thinking. It's, it's about creativity, um, yeah, organization skills. All of these skills are transferable into any um, any career. But I think mm -hmm. it's, if you can expose them as early as possible and get them excited and get them comfortable, then more students, I think, will probably see themselves in that career. And that's mm -hmm. why it's so important for us to, as we are teaching the students, we get them comfortable with the university setting so they're not intimidated by that. We, they see people who look like them in these positions. They see the, the true application of a particular job. It's not just in theory. You know, when you talk about someone doing, uh, as a scientist, they, talk, they can see a person who's doing a job, understand what the job is, and get a more realistic view of it. Um, yeah, that's a key component, Michelle. I think that's a really good point to make is that they, the kids are able to see the application of this. So they're learning this, but what does it mean? What do I do with this? What yeah. what kind of job can I get? What was my day look like? I, I think that's so critical. And, and, it, and it is. And so we are finding that more of our um, corporate partners, um, they have, they'll have we have people come in and speak to the students about all the various jobs that they have and not just the typical, I'm just an engineer, because being an engineer, you can be an engineer in 50 different areas, <laughs> uh, areas <laughs> yeah, that's doing true. some form of a different job. And so they can see all these different jobs and, and they'll say, oh, I didn't even think of it like that. Oh, I didn't think, I didn't realize that that was this, you know, I could do that with that position. Or you're, you know, if you're an industrial engineer, you're doing this, you know, they see all these different um, avenues and opportunities for them. And I think that's the key. We want the students to understand all of the opportunities. We don't want them to just 
think that they have, they only have one path to go down because they don't. It's so many. And, 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 and today, some of these young people are creating their own opportunity. They're creating their, their own path based on yeah. what they very, have a very specific knowledge. Turning their, their love for a game into figuring out how to design that game, create it, code it and then become that engineer so yeah it's um so we just we we help them try to make those transition into theory dream into reality whatever their reality reality mm-hmm. could be mm-hmm. you've given us a great overview of of dapset but can you expand on the keys to the success of the program i would attribute it to a few things i i think our curriculum our methodology, one of the key pieces, our partner, our parents are truly our partners. DAPSEP is not your typical after-school program where we don't interact with the parent at all. I think part of our, true part of our success is how we do engage with the parents, whether it be from the pre-K, parents have to enroll, parents are um, in a lot of the classes they may come in and sit with the students and do one of the assignments with the students. We have um, we have done programming with the with the parents, so the parents understand not just oh I'm gonna drop my student off at this program. This is really what's going on. Um, this is why STEM is important. I think keeping um, parents engaged, helping them to understand the value of STEM STEM education. I think that is a true part of our success. We have a, a great board of directors. Our, many of our board members are DAPSEP alum. So again, they can speak to the importance and impact on their life. And then now and that they are in these various positions, they are able to help continue uh, to provide that support. And then my, a great staff who has, is truly dedicated to seeing the success of young people. So many of our uh, alum, continue to work with us, help give back, help develop programming to ensure that we are cons- consistently staying relevant. We have great partners with our um, corporates. I spoke to, spoke about them earlier, um, like Ford Motor Company, who's developed a signature program to really help their pipeline. Mm-hmm. So we are working with juniors and seniors who are interested in mechanical, interested in engineering to really Mm-hmm. focus their education uh, and move them into an internship before who could then, would then can learn, um, gain them an opportunity in the future uh, as they continue on with their education. GM is a great partner. They do, um, they've been a partner for, all of these have been partners for years and created a workshop where they work with our students directly. DTE, supports our, our Real McCoy Awards. They have our interns, Consumers Energy has created, they also created an internship program. Um, Altair, as I spoke about earlier, who Altair, Lear, they all come in and they work directly with the students. So it's not, although it's, it's a pipeline for them, but it's also a mentorship for the students. So the students, again, can see, these, see themselves in these various opportunities. That's awesome. What great opportunity, what great partnerships you have, Michelle. Uh, it really is. You really do. And, <laughs> and so you talked about the pandemic, virtual learning. What will learning look like moving forward? And what does the fall program look like? So going forward, 
we had hoped to be somewhat in person. We were in person going um, for this semester. We, however, uh, we we partner with universities, and many of the universities are not yet ready to have um, community students on their campuses. So we will be continue to be virtual this semester, and then in the spring go back into an in-person uh, learning environment. However, I do um, I do plan because although virtual, although it's a shock to everyone's system initially, there's an element of it that I think is needed. And so we will continue in the future going forward to have still some uh, virtual courses because it did allow us the opportunity to reach students outside of just the Southeast Michigan um, area. So we were able to reach students across the state of Michigan. Uh, with our virtual programming. So we will, we will continue with that. But for the fall, uh, we will be fully online. Um, and that program uh, starts September 25th. So fall programs for the Explorer starts September 25th. And then for the other students, it's October 9th. Mm -hmm. So we will, yeah, we will definitely do online programming. We will begin. <laughs> mailing hand uh, materials to students but i think it's a it's it's exciting i think the students are, are comfortable with it now the parents are comfortable with this environment and i think it is still we are still ensuring that it will still be as impactful even though it is online yeah so tell us michelle for parents listening how who who qualifies and how do they enroll any student qualifies let me just be clear. I know Detroit is in our name, but it was just by design at the onset. But any student who was able to get to a class um, can enroll. Uh, to enroll, our, our enrollment started on Monday. And you can go to www.dapcep.org to enroll. And again, that's for any student pre-K through 12th grade. We have a variety of classes, pre-K through third grade. The classes are pretty much set. They will be studying. It's a variation in all things STEM. Fourth through 12th grade, you can sign up for classes by your interest or by the student's interest. So whether it be coding, um, animation, artificial intelligence, we have engineering classes. We have a class on cybersecurity. We have there are students who may be interested in business. So we have a course on digital business practices. You want to create a mobile app. Um, if you're just interested, if you need help with just your AC, uh, SAT class. So we have an SAT prep. We have a class on nuclear engineering. Um, urban design. We have a partnership with the zoo. So there's a variety of classes that students can participate in based on their interest. Mm -hmm. All so, of those are open to any student that, that's interested. That's awesome. Executive Director Michelle Reeves is who we're speaking to here in It's Your Community. She's with the Detroit area pre-college engineering program called also known as DAPSAP. Michelle, what else do you want to share with our listeners here in It's Your Community before we let you go? I just want to let them know, just please um, look out for programming. Just go to the website because we have a variety of programs. So although we are talking about fall programs that are coming up, please continue to check the website because we typically have uh, parent resources or student resources that are available and then other programming throughout the year that are that would be available to any parent or any student as well. 
You know, I do want to just expand upon the fact that, you know, you do such a great job collaborating and connecting with the community. And that's a big part of what we talk about here in It's Your Community is connecting, collaborating, communicating with the community. You know, how important is that collaboration and the connections you make to move your program forward? It is imperative. I don't think we we would be able to do it without the partnerships. A, because it's important. I think it allows us to give the student the full a full experience. So they get the education, they can see what happens uh, post-secondary in regards to additional education that you may need for whatever that career is. And then you can see someone in that career. So it really is kind of a full circle experience for the student, but it also provides provides us with a level of expertise that we we could not have that on our own. We Mm -hmm. would definitely need that. We need the academia to talk about what they are teaching at that um, uh, post-secondary level. And I need the corporates to talk about people, the skill sets they're looking to hire. So that helps us make sure that we're developing and preparing our students for truly with the careers and education um, by the future. So uh, in addition to going to the website, dapcepdapset.org, you can also find them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Michelle, thank you so much for joining us here in It's Your Community. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I truly appreciate it. My pleasure. If you have any questions or comments, show topics that you want me to cover, you can go find me and email me at Epiphany Communications and Coaching. Uh, that's my website. You can also find me on social media. We have Epiphany Communications and Coaching Facebook page and Vanessa Denhagarmo on LinkedIn and Twitter and Instagram. You can private message me on any of those platforms. And as always, we remind our listeners to connect to communicate and to collaborate with your community. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time here on It's Your Community. It's Your Community, a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR.